Welcome back to Small State of Big Takes. I forgot to check what episode number this is, but I think it's episode 190. Opening take for Stephen O. Scott from Polar Park. What do you got? Yo, yo, yo. What the fuck is going on? I'm reporting live from the VIP section of the Woo Sox game. I'm not sure how I got these tickets. Oh, wait. Yes, I do. My girlfriend's father's connection to the somehow the radio. Sorry, it's so loud. Hold on. Jesus Christ. Oh, okay, my big take for the night, and then I'll leave this thing, is that I'm about to be a Woo Sox supporter. I'm sorry. I fucking, I've fucking, I've changed. I'm sorry. Paw Sox forever, but I fucked up, and now I'm a Woo Sox guy. Did you buy a hat? It's all. Did you, buy a, did you buy a hat? Did you buy a hat? Oh, okay. Oh, he, he left. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll never he, know. <laughs> he's, a, he's just a fucking dirty, rotten traitor. I, uh, I, I still don't fuck with him. I, I don't know how long it's going to take, to be honest with you. I, I can't picture myself going there. It's also kind of inconvenient, um, but... Hey, yeah, I actually don't think it's that far from me, to be honest. Rhode Island robbery. But think of how close Pawtucket would have been. True. Add on another 20 minutes or so. That's a lot for Rhode Island time. It is. No, for real, it is. Uh, so Josh, <clears throat> Josh is in a meeting. He should be here shortly. But right now, it's just, just two of us. Do you have an opening take? Um, Yeah. I, here's my take. I don't – this is a Red Sox take. I'm so sick of – my bad, my bad, my bad. Um, some audio <laughs> blunders left and right to start this out. I apologize. Yeah, Damn, I hot start. Christ. Um, no, I'm just so sick of seeing, like, the conversation about, like, talking – how we talk about the Red Sox. I don't care. If someone thinks they're back or they're not back, I'm just – I'm just so over it. It's just like the stupidest thing to me that it's like, I don't know, seen as like content creation of like, I said they're back and now everyone's like, I don't know, up in arms. And if you don't say it, then you're like, good. I don't know. I just think it's silly. Red Sox fans are, are wild. I know we're a weird fan base, but come on. That's my take. I'm sick of that. I'm sick of that taking up my timeline on Twitter. <laughs> I hear you. Um I mean, they, they just dropped the series to the Orioles. So how back can you actually be at the end of the day? True. True. No, that was tough. I'm not going to lie. That was a uh, down hurt. Pretty, morale is after being like riding high for a little bit, kind of back, back low again, I would say. Humbles you. Got humbled. It does. I mean, series against the Reds, they should do pretty well. Right. I don't know. It does suck. They have to, um, Try to hit Luis Castillo tonight, but uh, but still, that's a weird, weird team to have in town. The Reds, so random, right? When was the last yeah. time they even played the Reds? I don't know. I can't. I can like never picture that of a time where it's like, oh yeah, the Reds are in town. What? I don't. Yeah, I don't know either. I feel like it's been forever since that we we played the Reds, honestly, um, yeah. especially at Fenway, but. Yeah, it was a you know a little wake up call. I was expecting you know honestly like a little four to one maybe, and it's then you you lose three out of the five. Uh, you even got shut out on uh, on Memorial Day. That was tough. That was tough to watch against Tyler Wells. 
<clears throat> who had a road ERA like over six going into the game. He just came up and diced you up. Yeah, Tyler Wells stinks. Yeah, he's not he's not very good, but he was good the other day. True, true. Well, and you know what's interesting too? I feel like is this just like not a uh, a very good like big game team? It sounds awful. Oh, Rafi just got hit by a foul ball. You yeah, yeah, I did. I just saw it. <laughs> you don't see that very often. Damn. No, that you sucks. don't. At least it was a check swing. That was like my biggest fear playing uh, literally growing up, just being like on deck and just like standing there taking a ricochet like that. I know. Um, that sucks. Damn. Hopefully, hopefully just scared him, right? That's just like a shocking little stinger. Thing. Little stinger. Yeah. Um, but oh, what was I saying? Oh, no. But like Patriots Day, like uh, Marathon Monday, like they laid an egg on that one too. And I know they were obviously not performing nearly as well as they have been the last like week and a half or so. But is this, which again, I, uh, it's a bad omen, right? If they like don't step up on the big, big days of like, all right, the holidays and these big games, like, I don't know. That felt like a must win yesterday in terms of like, all right, don't, don't come out of that series with too much egg on your face. They couldn't even do that. Yeah, honestly. Um, what b- both those games had in common, uh, Rich Hill pitch, pitched them both. So, <laughs> so maybe. I mean, you can't really end the Rich Hill experiment yet, but uh, once one of these guys gets healthy, you know, James Paxton Rich, or, uh, and Chris Sale, he's probably the first one to go to the bullpen or, or say sayonara at this point. I I mean, I'm a, I, I love the guy. He's, he's obviously like a great dude and everything, right? Hometown kid. But uh, he's just – you literally never know what you're going to get from him. Uh, he, he had three straight outings where he didn't allow a run. And then ever since then, he's been like four runs, four runs, six runs. It's, you don't, it's, it's a roller coaster with that guy. And um, obviously yesterday he let up a couple tanks to some crappy, I mean, Mount Castle's not a crappy hitter, but you can't be letting up 430 foot bombs to Ramon Urias. I mean, come on, give me a break. That was a tough series. Like you said, they got the Reds today. Unfortunately, they drew Luis Castillo, who's like by far and away their best pitcher. So that kind of sucked. You're going to have to win a pitcher's duel here with Michael Waka tonight. So, but. Um, what do you is- want up next, though, in terms of like, because you're right, even between Hill and Waka, even Pavetta to some degree, I feel like if you, one or two of those guys are actually like solid with sub four ERAs by the end of the season, you're pretty pumped about that, right? Like that. Oh, definitely. But for any call-up options, ironically enough, with, with Steve in Worcester tonight, I don't even know who's starting for them right now. But their rotation is like loaded with some legit, like big league talent that we should probably see in the next year. Um, up with the the Sox. But is there anyone in particular that you're like, oh man, I want to see Connor Siebold or Brian Bello or whatever? Yeah, I want to see more of Winkowski, honestly. I know he, uh, you know, he got the spot start the other night, but really, in my opinion, yeah, he worked out of a jam or two. He was definitely nervous. I mean, I mean, obviously, um, he let up a, a tank to Rugnit a door. But outside of that, basically one pitch, I thought he looked pretty good. His stuff looked solid. He was a ground ball pitcher to begin with. He just kind of, like, left one up, which happens. 
I like to see more of him. I think he's your most ready guy. But after that, yeah, dude, Brian Bello, Bayo. I don't. I'm not sure how to exactly pronounce his name, but he's a top 100 guy now. He's soaring up. Oh, is he? Yeah, he cracked the top 100 in, in their most recent update a couple weeks ago. Um, so he's soaring up the rankings. He looks nasty. I I think that's the guy you want to take your time with, and and not rush him because we know the Red Sox history with homegrown pitching talent. Uh, I don't really consider Winkowski homegrown, although he's been there for uh, you know over a year now. Like this is his second year in the system, but still. Uh, Winkowski, Bello, um, I mean, we've been waiting six years, it feels like, for Jay Groom. I don't know if that ship is ever actually going to get here, but I'd like to think it is. is. I honestly am not positive where he is, but I know he's not really close. Yeah. No, that's that's a, been a tough stretch. Yeah, he's in Portland this year, actually. Okay. No. I mean, th- that's within reach, though. At least it's like, all right, he's no longer in high A or some bullshit on a rehab. Um, I know. You know I almost, agree, though. I think Winkowski is probably the most promising dude out of that that core. But yeah, and Groom hasn't even Groom hasn't even been good this year either. Okay. Uh, and I'm seeing a four six ERA in 40 innings. That's 15 walks, 39 strikeouts, so K per nine, but uh, 1.3 WHIP. Nothing too special. But he's about to turn 24. Can you believe Jay Groom's about to be 24? And he hasn't even, like, come close to sniffing the majors? That is crazy, actually. That's really just... His act 2016 is when they drafted him. That's, like, that's insane. Both pick. Yeah. I remember we were shocked that he even fell that far, but... Yeah, we're pumped, especially, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Well, that's Josh when, he's, uh, when he swings through, because <laughs> Josh is the biggest Jay Groom fan I know. He was as high as, uh, depending on what website you use for prospects, Baseball America, he was up to 43 at one point, uh, right after he got drafted in 2017. So, I don't know. There's still hope for him, obviously, but a couple injuries and not really any sustained success will do that to you. Yeah, that was the same draft as uh, Bobby Dahlbeck, by the way. Oh, I didn't know that. In terms of like, and again, I it is different where Jake Room was a high school guy and Dahlbeck was, he came out of college. So it's, I guess they're on different time frames, but, but still just funny to kind of think of like, I don't know, putting those in juxtaposition. Um, I know you, you insinuated before you got the socks that you want to. <laughs> Interesting. They have a uh, high school prom at I Fenway. Just, I just saw that. That is wild. Can you imagine that? That's, I, I can't tell like us, we probably would have loved it, right? for high school, but, like, it's got to be a weird venue, especially during a game. How does that work? I don't get, I don't know at all how it would work, especially on a Tuesday night. It's it's really weird to me. But, hey. Probably get a good as, deal. That's probably why. As long <laughs> as they're having fun, man. That's one to remember for sure. Yeah. Well, that's crazy. Um. I just texted Josh to see what time he's getting on, but we can transition over to the Celtics real quick because they're, you know, we're a big time Celtics podcast, right? So hell yeah, they're in the NBA finals. What a time to be alive. First time in 12 years. How crazy is that? What a run. I'm, I'm so pumped. Honestly, I, I have a, a special, the Celtics have a special place in my heart personally, 
and it's so fun when they're they're good. Weird Celtics Twitter is just so funny to me to, to like look at and see all these random ass tweets and how much people are obsessed with random ass players. Like, I, and again, not that that random, but like every time Peyton Pritchard hits a shot, it's like everyone's like playoff PP, <laughs> and it's just like people are just so. Str- I feel like it's such a weird Twitter fan base. Um, obviously, they love Marcus Smart, all the weird shit in terms of like the art and stuff that people like post and all these edited photos of like him and his robe and stuff. Just so funny to me. And then um, Grant Williams kind of has a little bit of a, a cult following. And then even like Time Lord, Rob Williams, like what kind of fan base has the creativity to come up with a nickname like that based on him being late for like his first, <laughs> <laughs> first practice or meeting or whatever it was? Uh, during like right before his rookie season and then like to enough that it catches on and it just sticks with him and people that probably don't even know that story just like refer to him as time lord without any like <laughs> it's like all right he's time lord they call him that it's like wow. so I'm, I'm so pumped for uh for the celtics jason tatum biggest stage eating steph curry going toe to toe it's gonna be fun it's gonna be fun i am a little nervous though but um but Should no be. how are you feeling i mean you know me, big NBA guy, big basketball guy. It's like Kings fan, former Kings fan this year. Yes. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I've watched every single game here in the playoffs. I've watched some of it. Um, I actually – I fell asleep before the game even started the other night. I was so tired. They're not doing us any favors with these eight thirty, especially the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, both teams are on the East Coast. What are we doing? Every game starts at 8.30? That's yeah, that's – it's NBA getting as many eyes on it as they can, I guess. Yeah. Um, but they're definitely a, they're a pretty fun team to watch because they play both sides of the ball. I will say they can be also very frustrating to watch at times when they get into ISO ball. Like that's what I don't like about the NBA is a lot of the teams are just ISO pick and roll and there's not a lot to it. And it's pretty boring. I mean, the guys are incredibly talented. Don't get me wrong. They're insane at what they do but it can be boring sometimes when it's just iso ball pick and roll back and forth all day. It's just like, whatever. It's not that enjoyable to watch, but yeah. for the most part, when the Celtics are at their best, they're moving the ball, they're playing hard defense. They're, you know, they're running the fast break. And, and uh, at the end of the day, I'm not going to sit here and say, I like their chances because golden state's been here six times in the last eight years. Experience absolutely matters to me True. in every sport and every playoff. Basketball might not – honestly, in terms of, like, the four professional sports, I think basketball and hockey are down there, um, aside from the goalie and hockey. Like, I think baseball experience and NFL experience, playoffs matter more than those two sports. But that – we're not talking about that. In general, the playoff experience does matter. The Warriors, Steph Curry has been there. Clay Thompson has been there. Draymond has been there. Um the guys that they need to be there uh, are going to show up. So and even can, Kerr, right? Kerr's been in yeah. uh, And again, Udoka's been fine during the playoffs. I think it's obviously great, like, especially second half of the season. But you just don't know. To not have, like, been in those spots, it's tough. It's tough to know what you're yeah. going to get. Yeah, absolutely. He's been, he's been great this year. And I like the um, – I, I like his um, – he's not really here, like, saying, oh, we're just happy to be here playing with house money. He's like – we're, we're not we're not hanging this Eastern Conference championship banner. We're here to hang a championship banner. 
I mean, yeah. I don't know if that was kind of a shot at the Colts, uh, but kind of <laughs> funny if it was. I don't, I can't imagine that it was. Uh, but I still like the attitude. You know, he's there to win, and, and he's done a great job at getting through to these guys to commit to the play style that he believes can help him win. And uh, so far, he's proved that. I mean, if you told me in December that the Celtics were going to be in the NBA Finals, I would have said uh, I, I'll rather bet that they're going to be in the lottery. That's how bad <laughs> they were. They were at like what 11th or 12th in the East at one point. Yeah, no, that was rough going for a while. That was just treading water. Um, but no, no, I agree with everything you said there, especially Udoka's been, he's, he's like fun to watch too. He just gets, and he gets pissed, which I like where it's like, I feel like with Brad Stevens, you'd see him, he'd kind of like, he'd be mad, but he just kind of cross his arms and just like, kind of like give like, Oh, Oh shucks. Like, geez, like not really happy looks around like the refs and whatnot. He Udoka grills the shit out of these players. And he'll just – and the refs, but, like, he just – I feel like he holds them so much more accountable. And I think that – I don't know. It, it seems to be working, and he probably is connected with the players a little bit better than at least what it looked like Brad Stevens, his demeanor was at the end of his tenure with the Celtics. So, I love that. And uh, it's funny to see, like, I don't know, just fired up a team too. Like, they've got some – they've got some bite. Hopefully – hopefully you have some closer games, though, for the finals in terms of, like, I feel like there's a lot of, like, ping-ponging of like oh it's almost a blowout it's like oh the other team is coming back and then that's kind of like yeah I'm like oh whew, Celtics won by eight or ten or something like that but they're up by 15 at halftime um I don't know I'm hoping that the finals are going to be just a little bit more even keeled right some tighter games kind of like I mean at the end of uh game seven there that was a little stressful as a Celtics fan but um but no it's gonna be tough tough to beat the Warriors oh absolutely it's, I, they're Warriors, man, they they just don't stop Steph Curry. I mean, to me, he's a transcendent player, one of the best to do it. And um, Clay Thompson ain't so bad either, one of the best shooters out there. Draymond, like him or hate him, he's a damn good basketball player. And, yeah. you know, now they've got these other guys like Jordan Poole contributing. I've seen his name around all the time. He, he's a baller, familiar college name. Um Andrew Wiggins have been playing well, right? Didn't he make the all-star team this year? So Warriors, yeah. man, they're stacked. And that's not even having the – didn't they have like a – uh, what's his name? The center there hasn't Why even played it? all year. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know it's what – It's crazy to think. Their number two pick from last year isn't even in the picture, and they're still like favorites to win the finals. Yeah. No, that's just – they're a wagon as an organization too. They just – it's going to be – it's going to be fun. It should be a good series, though, in terms of – I feel like if they got the heat, and I know a little biased as a Sox fan or as a Celtics fan, but um, I feel like that would have been a non-fun series. That would have been like 4-0, 4-1. I don't – I don't – I don't know. I, I'm rooting for the Celtics, and I, although they're my official pick to win it, but it's not like – I don't know. I, I know odds are kind of against them, like for the reasons that we mentioned. Um, but now I'm pumped. Fun to give a shit about the NBA like this late into the summer. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm not. I mean, I don't. I don't know how much I'm actually going to watch it, but uh, it's this city deserves a championship. It's been too long. It is funny. Who was it? There was a. Uh, it was an athletic writer, um, one of the Boston guys. Might have been Steve Buckley. He had a uh, an uh, article calling it. Uh, 
the drought, the Boston sports <laughs> drought. And it was total sarcasm. If you actually read the article, it was like make poking fun. It's like it's been a long three years since the last Boston title. But you got all these people on Twitter just like replying, being like, well, that's a little ridiculous, don't you think? It's like New York City hasn't seen a championship. And it's like, no shit. Like, it's just so funny how literal people are on Twitter. But I love that. I love the, the rhetoric that's been a, a drought. <laughs> For us, it has, technically. We've been accustomed to, <laughs> mm-hmm. to this. Oh, we got a... We have Josh Tradamus in the house. Welcome, Let's welcome. Go. What up, what up, what up, what up? I'm in the car right now because my meeting was at a restaurant and I'm currently on my way home. So, sorry, boys. Oh, shit. Look at you. Fucking fancy pantsy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm about that. I'm about that life now. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, corporate Josh. <laughs> oh, hope they got you. Hope, hope they got uh, blooming onions for the whole table. Imagine. I, I wish they did, but we huge, did not. You're a huge blooming onions guy too. Oh yeah, big time, big time. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Josh Adamus has been hot lately. Besides the uh, whole Orioles series, I'll tell you that. But. Um, <laughs> The Red Sox were on a hot streak. I think I said 11 out of 16, but I think it was, what, like more like eight or something like that. That's not too bad. But the Celtics, I almost nailed right on the head, dude, right there. It was a, it was a nail-biter in game six. I thought the Celtics were going to win game six. And they very well could have. Yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy. A part of me is happy. A part of me is sad because it's the heat. But uh, it's all good. What's your official prediction? It's hot. Yeah, what's Uh, I said? I said Celtics in six, I believe. Yeah, Golden State winning game one. Uh, Then the Celtics taking a hot streak there for three games, and then Golden State feeling the pressure, and and the Celtics taking it back and winning it all, baby. I love it. I am a little, like, concerned about just Golden State's offense, though, because, like, Miami's offense was hot to begin with, but Golden State just won't make mistakes. I'm almost sure of it, you know? So the fact that, like – so, like, Jimmy Butler's shot in game seven, like, that goes in. So they can't, like, make it as close of a game as they did with the Heat. Like, they need to actually play – sound defense and capitalize on turnovers because it's not going to work against Golden State. You know what I mean? Yeah, just totally different offense, too, in terms of Celtics really haven't seen anything like that. Obviously, they've been through kind of a an iteration of the gauntlet, right? Like, that, that's what's crazy about this finals run, potentially. No one can knock and be like, oh, the Celtics got lucky. It's like, no. I know there are a couple injuries, but everyone, you got to play who's on the court. But think about that. If they played the Nets with KD and Kyrie um, fully like fine to go. Then you got the defending champs in the Bucks, and I know no Chris Middleton, but still. That's Giannis, really like, the only knock in my opinion is that the Bucks didn't have Middleton. Other than that, because you're about to say like in the Heat series, yeah, they were missing guys, but you were missing guys as well. You had a, a one-legged Robert Williams and a half an ankle Mike, or I said Mike Trout because I was watching him hit. Uh, Marcus Smart, yeah. like you had injuries in that Heat series. I think that one's a wash, but uh, I think the only knock, and it's is this does the series play out differently if the Bucks have Middleton? Potentially, I mean, it went seven without him, so 
True, true. But my, my point, though, too, is that, like, look at what the Warriors had to deal with, though. Um, they really haven't had nearly as tough of a uh, kind of a, a gauntlet to, to go through to get to this point, which, again, that might screw the Celtics in the sense of maybe they're going to be a little bit more weathered um, from three grinding, grinded out series. But, like, the Nuggets, they really were not uh, without no any Jamal Murray, no Michael Porter Jr., Jokic can only do so much, especially with a team like Golden State that knows how to game plan for, like, what he's capable of. They won that 4-1. Then the Grizzlies, um, that was tight for a moment. But then when Ja Morant missed the last, what, two or three games of the series, it was kind of like, all right, just inevitable. Um, and then the Mavs, like, I don't know. It was just all Luka, right? So that, that's where it's just, like, compared compare that to the Celtics, it's like, damn. I don't know. I, I, I'm just, like, pumped about – I'm already thinking about the DVD. Uh, if they uh, if they win it all, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, what else did we have to touch on sports related? I'm not sure if there's anything else you guys want to talk about. We did talk about the Red Sox a little bit, Josh. I don't know if you have any takes on the current state of them. You know, losing that series to the Orioles and what we can expect over this next week or so. Uh, I think, honestly, if you guys you know, didn't touch on it, like it's just some of the, the pitching choices that we have. Um, you know, if we have a couple of guys, like even Evaldi, who has been, I'm going to be honest, besides that Houston series, totally solid, like reliable pitcher. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say he's like a number one, but honestly, we're like – two guys away and we have two guys coming in. I'm going to be honest. I'm not, I'm not going to totally bank on Chris sale and Paxton to be, um, you know, lights out about Paxton. Yeah. Paxton's, was, you know, it's starting this month. We, we get them back. And I think this team is two starters away from being a great team. I'm going to be totally honest. Like, yeah. Okay. Sunday, like the bat shit, the bed. We definitely did not see, any type of, you know, uh, Red Sox action from the batting standpoint on Sunday. But in general, <laughs> I mean, we are starter two guys, I think two guys away from being a very effective team. And honestly, that's exactly what, what we're getting. So I'm very eager to see, you know, when Sale gets back, when Paxton gets back, what we actually are. I mean, if it takes – till august to see the results it takes a August, but you know i'm very excited i'm very excited for the rest of the season because we started to figure it out with the bats and there's only a way to look up from here you know what i mean so on, on that pitching thing if you could call up one of these guys to you know give them three or four starts through to see what they got who would you who would you call up right now off the top of your head off the top of my head, I wish he wasn't in the fucking army, but Noah's song. Ooh, that's a fun one. That's a fun one. Like, honestly, I, I, I've i heard nothing but great things of that kid. Me too. Uh, but he committed himself to the United States military, and you can't blame somebody for that. Like, it is what it is. You it's know, not for you a lack of trying because he's been he's been trying to get out of service and everything to come play, but he just hasn't had the 
ability, really. There was something wrestling with that, too. Was that, I feel like we're waiting for, for a word on if he was granted release or whatever you want to call it. Um, yeah, I am excited about him. That that would be sick. God only knows how much, uh, how much pitching he's been doing. That is one thing, but you're right. I feel like that's a hyped-up name that I like. I keep forgetting about. Yeah. I mean, obviously, that's a shot in the dark, too, though. Yeah. Like, we have no idea what we're getting with him. So, um, but other than that, you know, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't even know if I should say this, but I, I've always been a big Jay Groom guy. Like, we talked to I him just, a little bit earlier. We did. We, now, yeah. we made that point that Josh is the biggest Jay Groom person we know. Yeah. Uh, I think he's still, like, and it's a, it's like a power lefty arm, like, that we really don't have right now. And I would love that to just break up the rotation a little bit. Um, I don't know how he's been doing. I haven't been keeping tabs on him. I'm going to be totally honest. Well, other than that, you know, he hasn't not, not great, but he's at least he's up to Portland at this point. He's at least pitching. Yeah. Yeah. Consistently. Is Connor Siebold still out too? I don't know his health status, but my guy was like I said, let's give Winkowski, let's, let's give him a couple times through um, and don't rush Bello because that dude looks like he can be legit. No, he's, he's, a, he's a top 100 prospect now. Like, take your yeah, time with just, him. Do not rush him. He's just hot right now. Like, so that's True. just like a name. It's just a name, man. Like, and you can't really. Like, it's kind of like the Tristan Cassis argument. You know what I mean? Like, do we really want Tristan Cassis right now? Like, I think the average fan says absolutely, because you hear all the, the the great things that he can do and the power bat in the lineup, lefty, blah, blah, blah. No, like, it's not all about that. Like, he's been hurt. He's only been consistent for a couple of months. I mean, he just put his name out there because of the Olympics. I'm going to be totally honest. That's why everybody knows him. and this Heim Bloom, who honestly with that decision, I have a hundred percent faith in like he knows, man, he knows that. Okay. Yeah. He's got to fix this tool. He's got to fix his hitter's eye. He's got to fix. There's plenty of things for Tristan Cassis to fix. If he's a September call up and we're chasing for a playoff spot, I think I'd be more willing to say that with all assurity. Like, yeah, I want him then then bring them in now and ruin the chemistry of whatever they got going on. I mean, Franchi's been hitting the ball against righties. Dahlbeck's been, been actually pretty good. He, he did pretty good against Baltimore. So, like, I wouldn't ruin that chemistry, you know. I know everybody wants Cassis, but it's just not the right time. So it's kind of that same thing with Bello, where he is super hot right now and everybody knows his name. We don't need him right now. We don't need the unknown and, and the, you know, the unknown. <laughs> you don't want to rush him. No, exactly. Because it's even that, that's the worst part, in my opinion, too, of like, I don't know, you rush him up, he doesn't succeed, then you have to send him back down. Like, that's what's scary about like that, the Kelnick stuff a little bit, where it's like, all right, he's probably still going to be fine. But like, you never want to see a guy get boomerang back and forth. Um, yeah. Just to, that's that, that's got to be tough to navigate mentally. That's all of like, all right, like, am I ready? Am I good enough? Like, that's, I don't know, that, that would be really difficult just in envisioning myself going through that. So, yeah. I think Duran's that guy right now. I think we're yeah. literally seeing that. 
Like he's doing, he is so hot right now in, in Worcester. And, uh, you know, people are like, Oh, call up Duran, call up Duran. We could use them. JBJ, blah, blah, blah. It's like, you know, come on. Like last year, he, he definitely wasn't ready and it was way too early. Like I'd rather personally, I'd rather see a guy absolutely dominate and then come up like, and he is dominating, but again, he yeah. could be a late July, August guy. And I'd be happy with it. I'd be happy with it. So I don't know. There's plenty the Red Sox could do from the prospect point, but you also don't want to overshoot either. Yeah, I, I think we're kind of all on the same page there then, surprisingly. Yeah, I mean, as much as a prospect guy that I, I would like to be, you know, I, I fucking have wanted Jay Groom on the Red Sox for the past, like, four years. But, you know, you got to be real. This team isn't bad. I'm sorry. Like, they're not as bad as, like, they're making themselves, whatever that may be. So I'm I'm just kind of being more real than ever right now because I think that's what the team needs. You know, you just need to be real with the team. They have some weaknesses. They have some strengths. Just fucking run with it. So I don't know. State of the Red Sox. That's what I think. <laughs> How about uh, I, I I will say too. It's like I guess the, the biggest question that I feel like Red Sox fans on Twitter may are kind of going back and forth on. JBJ, like, what's you? How do you guys feel about that? Because that's that's the one question with Duran, where it's like, at least for me, I'm content with the way things are right now, unless Duran tears the cover off the ball, or another trade piece becomes obvious, and you can bump JBJ to be that fourth outfielder to come in defensively at the end of games. But like, are you are you guys content with? Because again, it's not the worst we've ever seen him hit, to be perfectly honest with you. But at the same time, right. he's obviously a minus with the bat. He's been hitting um, really well at home. Yeah, I was True. gonna say he's been like three thirty at home or something like that, right? I don't know the I don't know the stat yeah, off the top. Yeah, of my head. it was something like that. I, I I don't know how it went after the Orioles series, but um, let's take a quick timeout and uh, I'll resend a link. Okay, we're back here for the conclusion to wrap up this episode we're still seedless but we got josh back in the studio we're ready to rock we're ready to wrap it up so let's hear uh let's hear some miscellaneous topics slash takes what is on your mind i feel like josh i feel like you're you're due for a uh, a little bit of a a rant and rave moment here i feel whether it be more like i don't know anything fired up like Marvel, any conspiracy theories that we have not uh, touched on in a little while? Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready for a rant rave. I'm going to be totally honest. Okay. okay. That's, that's, that's got to be like totally spontaneous. <laughs> Almost when it's not asked for, I feel like I do better. But okay. in, in general, in general, Marvel wise, um, we just unloaded a lot on House of M, so make sure you go listen to House of M. It's out right now. Um, Doctor Strange, uh, definitely overhyped, but my personal opinion, still a very good movie. 
I overhyped myself. Like I was like thinking about way too much shit about Doctor Strange. And that was my own problem. I mean, I'm not going to go into leaks and spoilers for people, but, um, you know, it was a good movie. You just had to see it that way. If if you weren't like infatuated like I was, like watching YouTube every single day to see who could be the next like cameo, <laughs> you know, uh, it was a great movie. It was a really well well put together movie. And you just had to not be that person. That's all. So there's a Marvel rant for you. Okay. Okay. But I've seen that. I feel like I, I'm I'm behind, even for like a non-Marvel like hardcore person. I feel yeah. like I'm just like it's slowly building of like all this shit that I need to watch. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot, man, uh, and there's going to be a lot. June eighth, Miss Marvel starts, um, and then Thor is July eighth. So you're going to have a couple weeks to watch Miss Marvel, and then Thor comes around. So Thor, there's Thor's going to be a banger, isn't it? Oh, uh, Thor! Uh, you know what? I am not going to overhype myself okay, okay, I'm not. <laughs> for Thor. I'm not going to be the, the, the same person I was for Doctor Strange, but I will say I'm very excited because there's a, even with what they have released, there's a huge storyline that could come out from the comics. Very cool, um, but I'm not going to overhype myself. Love I'm and Thunder, gonna, right? Is love and Thunder. Thor, love and Thunder. I saw a preview for Kevin that. Love on all the promos on the TNT. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 going to be cool. It's going to be cool. Um, but other than that, I just want to say first time in a long time that I chose to watch basketball over baseball this this past weekend. Yeah, it was wild. Like I literally found myself watching the Eastern Conference Finals over the Red Sox. So you chose wisely too. <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. Or, or yeah. you're the reason the Red Sox didn't do well <laughs> this is also other. what i'm thinking i don't know where i sit the whole jostradamus thing is getting to me man <laughs> it's a lot to take on it's a heavy burden to bear yeah i actually confession we haven't had a confession segment in a while but i'll, I'll throw it's out a confession a yeah it has been a minute so the certified psychopaths know what confessions are yep they remember um but confession, so in our text chat, Oliver asked me for some picks, and I totally ghosted him. Confession, I did not want to lose my hot streak. I just didn't. I wasn't Selfish. feeling it. Selfish. I, in the record. I wasn't I feeling that. it. <laughs> I just wasn't. So I, Oliver, from a personal standpoint, I didn't want you to fail because I wasn't feeling any type of Josh Trad- Thomas answers. No, ever since uh, Saturday, I've been on a real, real cold spell here. So I can use a pick that Bindi gives me at this point. All right. How about this? How about we do this right Actually, now? Actually, yesterday wasn't bad if I didn't bet the Red Sox, but I had three bets on the Red Sox and I lost 10 to zero. Give me a couple things you want to bet on and I will give you the answers right now on the podcast. All right. I'm uh, feeling it. I'm, I'm feeling at, it right uh, now. I'm, well, it's just going to be baseball. I'm looking at the baseball games tomorrow. Sure. Go ahead. All right. Um, we've, let's see, what kind of game should, which game here caught, caught my eye? Um, 
who what what do you like between the Miami Marlins going to Colorado? We have Trevor Rogers versus Antonio Senzantella, game one of a doubleheader at 310 Eastern time. Oof. Um Honestly, the Rockies really haven't been playing that bad at all. Um, who is the pitcher for the Rockies again, though? Uh, Sir Rogers. Hyde. Nope, that's the pitcher for the Marlins, Trevor Rogers. He's been bad this year. Um, the Rockies are throwing out Antonio Senzantella. Formerly known as Anthony Senzantella. I don't know who the fuck that guy is, but... Well, I can tell you that he's not good. What's his ERA? You have I don't know, but he averages like one strikeout a game. Let's see. Antonio Sanzantel this year has a four five five ERA. And it's in that's course, almost right? it's in yeah, cores. I was gonna say that's almost not bad against the Marlins, though, because they're really fucking cold. Like they had a little bit of a hot streak there for a second, like maybe a half a month ago. But I don't mind the Rockies there. Okay. Even with a one strikeout pitcher, if he's got a four five, that tells you a lot. He's a middle of the road average, a little worse than average guy, but probably gets a lot of ground ball outs if he's lasting at a four five with a one strikeout rate. Like he's actually, uh, I mean, for those that don't know him, this dude is an anomaly. He, uh, uh when he's at home this year. Opponents are hitting 374 against him with a 920 OPS. What and, is <laughs> and when he's on the road, opponents are hitting 415 with a 980 OPS. Yet somehow his ERA is only 455. And his FIP is actually lower than that. It doesn't this guy makes really zero sense. Makes that zero sense is at all. Crazy. I That's do not understand crazy. this picture. So it's not even that he's getting lucky. No. It's just but he is okay. at the same time. I don't. I, he doesn't. He's not going to walk many yeah. people. He's he's like I don't know. He doesn't make any sense to me. Just like Cal Quantrill makes no sense to me, and Ryan Yarbrough makes no sense to me. There's Ryan Yarbrough's the boy, though. There's some pitchers now. that just defy metrics, and uh, maybe this is one of those guys. I'm gonna run with that then. I I, th- I like anomalies versus the Marlins. That means good things. The Marlins just shouldn't big take Marlins shouldn't be a team anymore. <laughs> that that fucking fan base is so bad. And I and honestly the Marlins that game on the books yet, but uh I love uh, that. I love that rip it. I'm on rip the Rockies it, tomorrow. Rip the Rockies. Um, the Marlins to Montreal. Facts? Yes. I'm with that 100%. I like it. Um, That'd be sick. Yeah, Marlins just man, uh, Marlins man, <laughs> um, <laughs> just shouldn't be a team. Miami should not have teams besides soccer. Uh, I mean, they're totally invested in Inter Miami. David Beckham ownership, blah blah blah. They are in it, man. But the, even the Heat, like that team, was the the one seed, right? And yeah. like they just have zero fan base. Zero. It's horrible. Like Miami should not be a sports city anymore. If not, bring shit to Orlando because people in Orlando are dedicated fans. Like I know a lot of Miami fans and Jacksonville fans that live here in Orlando and they are diehards. 
absolutely that hurts. But the people that are actually there don't give a shit. <laughs> Move the teams to Orlando, man. They'll, they'll get full packed house stadiums every single game. That'd be wild, a baseball team in Orlando. It would make sense. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, you would see full stadiums every week. People love going to stuff when it's at Camping World um, because Camping World is nobody's home anymore. They had the Pro Bowl there a couple of years ago for the NFL, um, but that was full. Like, people love going to shit in Orlando, man. Even the soccer games, Orlando City Soccer. It's not always full, but they they do like soccer here, too. But baseball, football, man, they love it. They love going to Tampa. They love going to Miami. Here's a quick tangent question. Am I a trader if I buy any merch from the Philadelphia Union? Do I? I I know, like, I own other stuff. Like, I have Phillies shit, so I guess it's kind of a silly question. And I don't think I own a single Revolution item. But still, something about buying the Philadelphia Union gear feels wrong. But some of their merch is so cool. So sick. Just like crew necks that just say Philly with like little patches or whatever they have. I'm into I it. am I am the worst person to ask. Okay. Because like <laughs> I, I was a like an LA Galaxy fan and then because of Beckham, honestly, like when Beckham came over, it was like, okay, yeah, like I don't have a soccer team, that's my team. Yeah. <laughs> um but I was like liking the Reds for a little bit, then Atlanta got a team, and I was like, oh fuck yeah, I'm all in. Um because they play where the Falcons play and blah, blah, blah. I I don't know if the soccer world would accept that. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but honestly, the Revs, they're pretty good too. So that kind of hurts your stock in that. I know. You know what I mean? Like, so if you're trying to be a homie, I'd say probably not. Okay. Even though okay. the merch is sick. But if you're if you really don't care because it's a third wheel sport for you, I'd say fuck it, go right ahead, because that's how I would do it. Okay, but. okay. No, I'll have to, I'll have to evaluate how how hardcore of a person I want to be. Actually, I I don't think I've ever been to a reps game. I've come close a couple times. One time I had like box seats it's that fun. were gifted to me or something, and I like yeah. couldn't make it or something, which is ridiculous. The fact that I don't know, kind of like just didn't go. But all right, no, I appreciate that. Sorry, Ali. What's what are the other picks that you're looking for leans on tomorrow? <laughs> I just needed one winner. Okay, okay. And it's Rockies game one. Ali, I want you to bet on soccer tomorrow. I'll bet on a soccer game. Actually, I don't even know what soccer is going on right now. Is it MLS right now? There's a billion soccer plays every single I know. Well, I know the Premier League, which would be my forte. If you want money when Premier League season is around, you come to me, Okay. There, I don't know what that means, but sure. Um, there's okay. Soccer Americas, Asia, CONCACAF, England, Conf- Europe. CONCACAF, yep. yep, okay. Germany, MLS, UEFA Champions, UEFA Nations. UEFA, UEFA Champions, yeah. Yep, Liverpool all, just lost. All that is on here. Um, yeah. Don't care. Uh, uh, but <laughs> Give me an MLS game. Throw like two bucks on it, and I'll make you a winner. All right, so let's see what Soccer MLS we have matches we have the vancouver whitecaps versus real salt weights real salt lake this game yeah. is not till june 4th so saturday saturday yeah no monday saturday really oh yeah because the third is friday that's right um 
in that i'd probably say real salt lake is it re, is it in salt lake i do not know that would make a difference soccer is actually i i'd almost say worse than folk like american football like the nfl like in like home superiority so like you know when you go to certain places you're like oh like this is gonna fucking matter like when you go to Kansas City, when you go to Gillette, when you go to like these certain stadiums that the fan bases are like rowdy, it soccer is the same way. So like even like Portland um, or Seattle, Seattle is a nuts fucking stadium for soccer. Um, but yeah, it's it's tough to play in those places. I didn't realize MLS, they have 28 teams now. That's wild. Yeah. Yep. I just look I think, at the futures and I'm like, holy shit, this just like doesn't end of all these teams that you can bet on. The newest teams are Nashville, uh, Inter-Miami, uh, Minnesota's fairly new. Is Kansas City uh, new? Sporting no. KC? No. No, I, they've probably been around for 10 years at least. Wow, okay. I would, I would think. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Real quick, golf second here, Ali. I know you're you're jumping soon to uh, to record your your other podcast. Um, oh. I'm curious on your thoughts on the match. Uh, are you are any chance you like? Here's a anything on that or no? Yeah, they probably will. I won't because here's a confession. I am uh, Tom Brady'd out. Oh, <gasps> officially, wow. officially you, you Tom guys, Brady. You guys out. save the spicy takes for the back half of this pod. Josh says the Marlins should exist. <laughs> Oliver is Tom Brady'd out. Goes, I, ah, I can't, I can't do it anymore. It, no? The, the very first time I saw his little hole-in-one video the other day, I was like, wow, this is sick. And then I watched it the second time and the third time. I'm like, this is fake as shit. I'm an idiot for falling for this. And Wait, right, that was fake? Oh, yeah. Big time fake. Oh, I'm an idiot then. I yeah. Um, and literally <laughs> right under the, the tweet, it's like, here, buy my shirt and pants that are $300 each. Dude, yeah. uh, I'm Tom Brady'd out. I'm done. I, I, I can't take it anymore. Um, he is the greatest player of all time. He did a lot for the Patriots, but I mean, I, I wish he stayed off social media at this point. I can't take it. It's so much every, it's something new every week, it seems. And, uh, I don't know. I think he'll be good in the booth when he gets there. I'm actually looking forward to that. But for now, I'm Tom Brady. I'm out. I, I can't do any more Tom Brady content. That's fair. That's fair. Merch isn't even that good. I'll be honest. I because I was it like, just says Brady. Yeah, how, like how even the hat, that long hat is so make... lame. There's so much potential. Give me even a TB12 logo or some type of alternate logo on there instead of it just saying Brady like it's something you buy at the Jersey Shore of like just. <laughs> huge lettering like that's what i love like. new york <laughs> yeah, yeah right cool <laughs> message received but damn it took you how many years to make a, a clothing line that just says brady that's the best you could come up with after having tb12 which is like actually has a pretty cool logo and everything yep. uh yeah I'm, I'm tom brady out so i mean the match is always like those things are cool and fun because mostly because they're mic'd up in my opinion yeah. I'm a sucker for anything mic'd up. But other than that, I don't know. Like, hearing them trash talk each other would be fun. I don't know how much of it I'll actually watch, but. 
that's my take on that. They actually just came out with a list of uh, golfers going to the um, that Saudi league. I don't know if you guys follow that at all, but like Greg Norman and a bunch of billionaires are made like another golf league. And I saw a little bit on of, that. Based out of Saudi, and like obviously Saudi is like one of the worst countries out there <laughs> in terms of just freedom and whatnot so it's like pretty controversial that's why that's a big reason why uh phil mickelson's kind of been uh canceled in the golf world because he basically shit on the pga tour after everything it's done for him and was like yeah i'm gonna go chase my bag over here but they're surprised there's some and the pga tours kind of they haven't like said it but the implication is that if you go to this tour this new liv tour they're calling it i think I don't know what LIB stands for, but the assumption is like if you go over there and play in one of those events, you can't play in PGA Tour events anymore. Like you're done. Like oh, I didn't know that. Like oh, that's that, interesting. That is, uh, it's. I don't think that is a, an actual concrete um, thing, but that is a suspicion and assumption. And you know, the president or the commissioner of the PGA Tour has come out and said stuff like, "It we." we will make adjustments where needed for the players that stay here. But for the players that decide to go over there, best of luck to you. And there's some, there's some names out there that people recognize. Sergio Garcia, Taylor Gooch, Kevin Na, Graham McDowell, Louis Oosthuizen, Charles Schwartzer. Oosthuizen. Oosthuizen. And <laughs> the biggest name, Dustin Johnson just got announced that he's playing in those events. And no. He's always been a kind of a guy that kept his head down, doesn't really care, like I'm going to do what's best for me. But it still kind of surprises me. There are some surprising names on here. I'm going to get into it Belter a little bit. Belter Harbor member Dustin Johnson. No, no, no. That's Daniel Berger. But Dustin Johnson. No, just Dustin. Oh, no, did he? He played he would there. just play there. He oh. There. Um, Damn. Yeah, when they did the when they do the travelers at TPC River Highlands every year, they get a couple guys to come over. And one year, Dustin Johnson was one of those guys that came over. But Daniel Berger is an actual member at Shelter Harbor. Oh, sick! I didn't know that. It's crazy. Yeah, he goes out and shoots like sixty three, like it's nothing. That course is so hard. I remember. I hate it. it. I like it. It's one of, it's I, it plays very long. It is just wild though. That course is like basically built for like outsiders of Nisquamica Club, right? Of like, it was like for yeah. people that wanted to be members, but like kind of couldn't. So it's like, all right, we have all these wealthy enough people that deserve a golf club, but, but just because Nisquamica Club is too highbrow to even let in what? Taylor Swift's dad, didn't he get rejected too? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know all the details. I do know obviously Shelter Harbor is a relatively new course for you Rhode Island folks, especially in South County, you know, less than 20 years old. Um, but it's got a long wait list. It's got a high price tag, and it's one of the best out there. I'll be there soon. Shout out to South County Golf. I just feel like <laughs> we got we get Motionell even coming down from the Boston area to play his golf. He's a big Meadowbrook guy, apparently. It just I just oh. cracks me up that they're. Uh, he, I don't know who is. Sorry, Motionell. Mo. Oh, really? I'll hit up. Yeah, Mo. If you're listening, bro, I'll fly up to Rhode Island just to play Meadowbrook. We should play with him. That would be fun, actually. <laughs> I bet he's good. I, I, I don't know. I shouldn't assume that, but he plays at good enough places that I'm like, all right, he might be legit. <laughs> we should have like a SSBT like charity golf tournament. I've actually got a call fire tomorrow morning. 
Oh shit. I don't know if you guys have played Swansea, but that's where I'm going tomorrow. Pretty good course. Played I would yeah, I played there once. Yeah, my dad actually, within the last like month or two, I think he just played there. It's pretty nice. It's nice. So, of course, it's my nice. dad grew up on, so there's a little bit bias there, but um public golf course, pretty pretty solid. You can get out there early and I played in I played there a couple weeks ago, I played in like three hours with me and my dad and my brother on like a Saturday morning we were behind a group of five guys walking and uh, didn't have to wait at all. It was pretty impressive. Hell yeah. Good track. All right. Closing takes here. What are your closing finished final takes for the week? Here's a take, especially on the golf note. This week I got a new set of irons. I was so pumped about. I haven't gotten a new club in the bag in a long time. So to get a full set of big boy irons rather than like the, the first set I got as a, uh, an adult sized man um, didn't change my golf game at all, which I, uh, <laughs> not like, I didn't think it would, but like, you never know. I was like, Oh man, he's, he's new irons. Like, nah, not really. Not really. It's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of the same. L- might look cooler. It's like, all right, I got Callaway's now. Like, oh, I'll take it. But, but yeah, that's my, that's my big take. Don't, I don't know. Don't expect the clubs to change you. <laughs> mm-hmm. The unfortunate truth. Josh, do you have a closing take? Um, you know, I've been thinking, I've had this in the back of my brain and I really can't elaborate on it, but I have this terrible feeling that the Bruins are going to suck for the next decade. <sighs> I feel like we are pro- approaching a possible cliff, I, right? And I, that's not, I'm not even a huge Bruins guy, bro, but just knowing how much shit could go wrong this offseason... I mean, that's the biggest thing I can pull out of the back of my head right now, like for decent closing take. Like I've just like because the, the the Celtics are doing well. The Red Sox, honestly, and I believe this wholeheartedly, are a good team. They're just not playing well <laughs> right now. Like I just, I think the worst of Boston sports is going to be the Bruins, and that's crazy because the Pats are. Could could literally be a dump, dumpster fire yeah. for the next, like, five years. But, like, honestly, I just have this feeling that the Bruins are going to be so fucking bad. And I don't know why. Jake Can't Rivier, ala- if you're still listening, I want to know what he thinks about that. He's a, I feel like he's our number one listener Bruins guy. I want to know his thoughts, how, how dark, dark the future looks to him. Yeah, I would like to know as well. Just a feeling, Josh Radamus. Hopefully, it doesn't come true. <laughs> um, so over the weekend, we had the new Stranger Things season come out, and uh, the new Star Wars show come out. I watched a Star Wars. I watched a little bit of Stranger Things so far. So so far, so good on both on both accounts. Fantastic. Not, not really a big take. Uh, not really jumping off any cliffs there. Or, or making anybody mad by saying that, but uh, so far, so good on both accounts, in my opinion. I've not watched Stranger Things yet. I've seen all of all of it up to this, but I just I need to get myself mentally into it. I heard it feels like a little late. That's the only thing of like, <laughs> all right, I know it's the last season though, right? It is, and the run times on these episodes are crazy. Hours, like hour over 40-ish. over hour episodes. And oh, Josh, did you that. see like the volume two of this last season? The run times on those last two episodes that come out next month. 
They're like two hours. Something yeah. like move their movies. Yeah. The last episode is two and a half hours. It's a yep. movie. I just... So they're going all out. All right. This is this is probably gonna be it. And I haven't finished it yet. I've watched three episodes, but I've heard that it was excellent. And it's been good so far. It's great. It ends great. Um I watched it all. <laughs> watched it all and Obi-Wan this weekend. Um I will say it's probably the best Stranger Things since season two. Season, I thought season two was the best one because it totally hooked you. Um, best, best Stranger Things by far. Okay. Much, right. much better than last season. Okay. Yeah. No, last season kind of felt like, what are we doing here? We still need to do this. But, A setup but, for this. Okay. Okay. No, yeah. I'm gonna do it. It's always, it's always been good when it, even that, like, I don't know, even like that other season what was that. Was that season four or that was season three? This is season three. four. This is season four, yeah. Yeah, even that, like, as a standalone season, it was still entertaining, right? But, like, it wasn't to the same level of seasons one and two. Um, but I just, I'm glad for these kids to be able to move on, too. Just, like... Yeah. I'm I mean, not. Uh, no? I think they should just keep fucking going, dude. I, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I, mean, I want to see... Though. These kids are I aging, see like... Them. I know, I know, like, but I want to see them just, like, grow up and, like, them have kids in the story and, like, they're going through the same shit. Oh, buddy, that would be sick as fuck. Oh, like buddy. Stranger Things ten. Oh Ooh, yeah, and maybe it's like, they'll do like a maybe they'll do something like a Fuller House type thing, where in 10, 15 years they bring I hope it back. So. Or like it, right? Or like, I was just gonna say, or like it, like oh, we did that when we were kids. Yeah, that's that's kind of. I mean, Shannon's right here, so she's probably gonna hate me for this, but it's like ten years from now, I want to see a Harry Potter and J.K. Rowling writing a whole new fucking book for Harry Potter's kids. Like I want it. Oh yeah, I want it. I want it bad. I do want to see you that uh, the Dumbledore movie. I haven't seen that. Don't get your hopes up. I yeah okay no I kind of like nope. the Fantastic Beasts movies though where it's like all right oh, it is but just don't okay all right, all right not not the best I still eat up any Harry Potter content I will admit <laughs> I love that shit hey Hogwarts Legacy twenty twenty three be be ready oh I forgot I keep forgetting about that video game that's like. That is gonna be the move for Harry Potter. I like that's gonna get people involved. <clears throat> All right, gentlemen, it was a great episode, even without uh, the young Stephen. Um, we will be back next week with, uh, obviously, as your number one Celtics podcast with uh, some Celtics reactions and. Uh, whatever else may venture off into our minds. Oh, yeah. All right. Celtics will be up 2-0, but next time we do, you hear from us. I hope, I hope. so, <laughs> even though I predicted. According to Josh Donaldson, one, one. we won 1-1. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll take that. You know what? I'll take that. <laughs> All right. We will uh, We'll see you later. Peace.